This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, USDA comes out with a phased comeback plan for its employees. Military treatment facilities are on their way back towards normalcy. And Senate Democrats are demanding a hearing to gauge how federal agencies responded to the pandemic. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Agriculture Department has a new reopening playbook for its employees. Each USDA agency and mission area will reopen in three phases, depending on local conditions in their geographic areas. Telework will mostly remain in place for phase one. Agencies may bring back up to 100% of their employees during phase three. USDA says agencies should expect to provide masks and face coverings to their employees from all phases. Only mission essential travel will be allowed and common rooms and open-air cafeterias will close. Visitors are strongly discouraged for the first two phases. Military treatment facilities might be getting a little closer to returning to normal. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Defense Department gives guidelines to military hospitals on when it's appropriate to start performing elective surgeries again. The Pentagon postponed those procedures so hospitals could focus on the coronavirus response. DOD is telling military treatment facility leaders to take into account staffing, healthcare capacity, and COVID-19 testing availability before allowing elective surgeries to continue. Earlier this week, DOD sent out guidance on easing health restrictions on bases. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Faced with a previously unheard of surge in loan applications, the Small Business Administration is turning to industry for help. SBA is bringing on about 500 loan processing employees under a $125 million contract with Brilliant Corporation. Since April 3rd, SBA has processed more than 4 million loan applications under the Paycheck Protection Program. The agency received more than $600 million in funding for disaster assistance loans to help small businesses during the coronavirus pandemic. Meanwhile, Senate Democrats want an oversight hearing on how federal agencies are responding to the pandemic. Here's Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco with more. Democrats on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee worry the panel is failing to hold federal agencies accountable for their response to the coronavirus. Senators asked committee chairman Ron Johnson to call an oversight hearing. They want to hear from FEMA and others. Senator Kamala Harris. They demand to know if the Postal Service will be able to avoid bankruptcy and continue to deliver medicine to seniors through the duration of this pandemic. And? They demand to know how the Office of Personnel Management is protecting frontline workers. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. DOD is set to test out a commercial cloud security software. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. The Defense Innovation Unit will pilot a new approach to securing services across multiple clouds. DIU announced it hired Google to build a security tool on the cloud giant's application modernization platform called Anthos. Under the other transaction agreement, DIU will run its web services and applications across Google Cloud, Amazon Web Services, and Microsoft Azure while being centrally managed from the security application. 
The cyber tool will provide real-time network monitoring, access control, and full audit trails. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A group of lawmakers introduced a bill that would extend federal orders for National Guard members deployed to fight coronavirus so they can earn retirement compensation and post-9-11 GI Bill benefits. The current federal orders for National Guard members ends on June 24th, one day short of the 90 days needed to garner those benefits. The bill allows governors to extend federal deployments of guardsmen through the duration of the COVID-19 health emergency. The intelligence community appears open to more flexible work options for its classified workforce. Counterintelligence official Bill Evanina says the IC needs more teleworking solutions. He says a look to the private sector for ideas. IC agencies use a variety of models to keep their employees and contractors working during the pandemic. Some agencies brought half their workers in for an early shift, cleaned for an hour, and then brought another group into the office for a late shift. Others asked employees to perform unclassified work for a few days at home and classified work for a few days at the office. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence has a new permanent leader. The Senate confirmed John Ratcliffe as the next DNI with a 49 to 44 vote. It's the first time a Director of National Intelligence has been installed along complete party lines. Ratcliffe replaces acting director Richard Grinnell. The position has been under acting leadership since DNI Dan Coats resigned last summer. The Navy has a Senate-confirmed secretary for the first time in almost six months. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Senate confirmed Kenneth Braithwaite as the new Secretary of the Navy yesterday. He had previously served as the U.S. Ambassador to Norway. He's also a retired Navy Rear Admiral and former business executive. In his confirmation hearing earlier this month, Braithwaite told senators the Navy was in rough waters because of recent leadership failures. He pledged he will correct them. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A former big department chief information officer takes on a key association job. We get more from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Former Agriculture Department Deputy CIO and Acting CIO Joyce Hunter joins the Institute for Critical Infrastructure Technology as its executive director. The ICIT describes itself as a cybersecurity think tank. It conducts nonpartisan research and educational activities for commercial and governmental entities. A longtime information technology practitioner, Hunter got her start in sales at the former Digital Equipment Corporation. More recently, she was CEO of consultancy Vulcan Enterprises. I'm Tom Temin. The General Services Administration is overhauling regulations.gov with a streamlined public comment process. The agency has begun redirecting traffic to a beta version with new search capabilities and layout. The redirects will happen one day a week this month, two days a week in June and July, and three days a week in August. GSA expects to decommission the old site in September. The overhaul comes after GSA held two public meetings on e-rulemaking earlier this year. And the Energy Department sees progress digitizing its forms. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The Energy Department digitized two forms in the first phase of its pilot under the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act, but now the agency is digitizing 200 forms in the second phase of the pilot. DOE is carrying out this pilot through its Innovation Community Center, a digital sandbox where the Chief Information Officer, the agency's National Labs, and the Chief Human Capital Officer can rapidly prototype solutions. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (music) 